Georgia pussing that bitch Even when I'm crying crazy Yeah, I got boy problems That's the human in me Bling, bling, then I solve them That's the It's another abandonment show, man For April 15, 2020 How's it going, everybody? Oh, my God, we're into the week five Into the quarantine Hope you're doing all right I think I lost my mind a couple times Because it got really windy and then it kept knocking some shit in the apartment over here in Detroit. The wind went up to like 50 miles an hour. So I haven't really slept much the last two days. You might have heard some clank, clank, clank over the periods of episodes in this thing. But I don't want to. I don't want to hold up so much. I want to get right to the point because I'm sure some people from Quibi are listening to this. So I'm gonna get right down to it. Uh, this is an episode reviewing the new streaming service called the Quibi. So if Quibi, if you don't know, I'm sorry. I said I'm gonna cut the intro short, but. Could be if you don't know, it's a mobile-oriented media streaming service that just came out. Uh, it had some traction going in. They raised about one and a half, one and a three quarters of a billion dollars. The latest that I found, which is unbelievable in this age, and yes, I guess it's a unicorn. Uh, but yeah, so it will. It's rolling out starting this month. The new fresh content. For, one quick bite at a time. I'm just quoting the website about page over here, basically. Um, and I gotta say, I'm I went in open minded. I I know a lot of reviewers on YouTube and the blogs and all that said, "Why do we need another streaming service, man?" Uh, I was more open minded about it because I think there, <laughs> I there's at some point there'll be a loser. I said this in the AT and T episode about the HBO Max. So, but given the Given the pitch that Quibi had, I said, all right, I want to give it a shot. And then I signed up. I signed up uh, on both the Android phone, the S10 Plus that I just got recently as a backup phone, and my iPhone 10. I tried it on both iOS and uh, Android, so I'm going to get the good things out of the way. Great job to the engineering team who worked on the app. Uh, I haven't really seen significant bugs on this thing, you know, whether streaming dropping or something. Or, you know, some glaring bugs that's come up and the ease of use and some of the intricacies of technology and all that in there, especially with the rotating uh, algorithm. That was a big pitch thing. They got it in here. And some of the hidden features that I just found today after trying it out for four days or so, which is if you press onto the screen and then just swipe up, you can mute and enable the captions in a one one shot. I thought that was a great idea, and it's something that I think other medium platform could possibly, you know, you know, be inspired by. I'll just leave it there, unless they patented it or something. But I, I don't know. American patents, whatever. Uh, and you know, so app side and technology streaming quality and everything. Kudos. Uh, I never see a downtime here and all that. I, I had one black screen just an hour ago but other than that i just go holy fuck this is this is one of the good cases so congratulations as a technical pm i i give all the kudos here and then the sign-in process and then just poop 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 everything great i haven't tried all the other ones like minimizing quality all that stuff because i'm on my wi-fi the entire time the gigabit wi-fi the entire time i just go give me the maximum quality give me the maximum quality and the overlays with the credits rolling up you know if you rotate between landscape and portrait it's fascinating but i just go all right that's that so technologically uh that said i think it it's very 
easy to scope this thing out because it's very simple. It's very limited number of features. There aren't way too many gimmicks with filters or, or augmented reality in here. So that probably makes the technological side easy. But then I just go, I don't think this requires a <laughs> billion dollar software investment. Uh, I'm sure that most of the money also goes into the infrastructure and everything. But it's been great so far. So technological side, as a technical PM and an engineer, I give kudos there uh, for the smooth launch. I haven't had any drops and all that. So that's great. Now, now, the actual, actual criticisms that I have and some people are are giving a very generic ones like meh just meh it's just hey, this like whatever and I haven't really read show reviews specific scripted show reviews uh the first thing I'll say I'll get it out of the way is is the probably the title of the show has it this app and certain shows give me fucking nausea like I wanted to throw up on a Saturday because Flipped, the first two episodes where it's done by Funny or Die Productions, obviously, with Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Will Forte, McGruber. Uh, It's not the the show or the content that I had the problem with that I wanted to throw up, but it's the actual camera cut in a portrait in the first two episodes when Caitlin Olsen's character and Will Forte are going back and forth arguing about whatever. Cut, 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 following their mouth, basically. It, that's what it seemed like it was doing. It became nauseating. And I wanted to hear the content because it was very response-oriented, conversational improv. I had to turn the screen. I had to watch it in landscape because clearly, in some angles, they were just panning or they just like between the two. I kind of went back and forth and you know, 10 seconds and 10 seconds backwards, 10 seconds forward, and try to see what the hell the video was, what the hell the camera angle was. That's how annoyed I got. And then my head actually hurt it. Is it because I've been indoors too long and I haven't slept so much? No, this is bef- this is after I got the last good sleep over the last three days. So I just go, my fucking head. It, it, it's at the WWE Kevin Dunn level. Up, cut, cut, cut. If you don't know what I'm t- talking about, the last three years or so, Kevin Dunn, the executive producer or whatever, the VP of the, the main producer guy under Vince McMahon on the WWE, if you watch the, their flagship show, the SmackDown or the Monday Night Raw, what they tend to do, because wrestling, it's a sports entertainment pile. Uh, so when you do the punch, the gimmick punch, it's a gimmick punch. So you don't want to expose that it's a gimmick punch. So what they do is they do about... Seven different angles, four different angles of camera cut from each side of the ring, up, down, whatever. And so for every single punch motion, they go cut, cut, cut. And then I think somebody who are actually into the media and camera work and all that, blocking and all that, actually counted like, I counted like 39 fucking cuts in like 10 seconds or some shit. It's ridiculous. And I go, yeah, that's how bad it was in the first two episodes. And then it kind of died down. And then I, I had to watch this in a landscape more. I, and I, I wish there was a split screen. Then it turns out later, when I watch the uh, other shows on here, there are a whole bunch of split screen editing that's done on a portrait mode. And I just go, oh, this is a post-production edit they specifically did for the portrait mode. I, I thought it was a specific technology involved or something. But no, it was just a pure editing. Elba versus Block. 
I, I, I like watching that show, which I'm going to get to. That thing had a split screen. And then, and then also the flipped later in the later episodes had a split screen view of Will Forte and Caitlin Olsen talking in the conversation back and forth. It became way easier to watch in portrait. But then I go, I don't get why. I don't get the selling point. It gave me a nausea. I wanted to throw up for real. Um, some of these, that was an egregious example of the show. Dangerous game and all that other stuff. I didn't really see an outstanding, you know, uh, bad camera cuts that just hurt my head to the next level. So, God, please, somebody fix this. Like, I, it, it happened the first episode and then the second episode. I just go, I can't take this. I can't take this. Now, the second major criticism I have is I, I realized this over the last two hours or so. Because today for you, for you, Paige, kind of like the fucking TikTok coming up is, why is every dramatic show on this thing, it's somebody want to... Every show here is a thriller. Every drama horror thriller on this thing is or psychological thing. Holy fuck, it's depressing. <laughs> I know there's some uplifting shows, but I just go the drama of this most dangerous game. It's the premises. Liam Hemsworth, the Thor's brother, was playing this failed developer who has a who has a cancer. And then this is also Michigan-based story, Detroit-based story. And then I get even nitty-pickier because of that. Uh, he has a terminal illness, and then in order to pay off the bill and live because of his bad investment that he did, he doesn't have much money. He wants to play this most dangerous game, which is led by Christoph Waltz, who has this hunting thing going on throughout the city. And every 45 minutes a person survives, you get $50,000 at a time. And I go, all right, all right. But then it just... it. it it's, it's so cheesy, but cheesiness and rest of the actual show content and level of depth, I'm going to get to. But just in general, most dangerous game, Survive with Sophie Turner. I saw the interview that she wanted to, she did this show right after uh, she did the Dark, the Dark Phoenix movie, which is a drama itself behind the scenes with a Disney Fox thing going on with Captain Marvel, which is hilarious. I just and then they show up with disclaimer like if you have a suicidal thoughts or mental illness this show might not be for you if you know anybody who has it yeah blah and then it's about a plane crash and all that I just go god another chasing something and then and then there's a other one that the stranger or something that comes up is like oh it's not a boy meets girl story it's a uh, Claire picks up a rideshare passenger Carl E uh it's about a stranger hunting a prey I just go it how many hunting, chasing stories are on here? And then flip two. I just go, how many losers and how many sick people are on this thing? Can, can you please tell me how many disadvantaged, disenchanted, murderous plots are on here? Oh, and then there's another ad that I saw on YouTube. And then I go, oh, is this a Stranger Things with kids? Uh, and then I was like, what the fuck show is this? It was like a 90 second ad and I ended up like skipping it through after about 40 seconds. Like, I can't take this anymore. Uh, and I found that it's a when the streetlights are on, coming of age drama, a double homicide in a small midwestern suburb rattles the lives of a group of teenagers and sends investigators searching for an answer in the fall of 1995. A mediation on growing up, 
the passing of time and the insidious violence that lurks in the suburbs. How many of like underlying violence, psycho, and then there's how many of these are here? And then there's a Sam Raimi, Fifty States of Fucking Horror or something, and the first one is Michigan. They have Midwest as a backdrop, but none of these are fucking Midwest. Why doesn't a dangerous game? A fucking Michigan plate is in the front of a car. I can clearly see that it jumps from Detroit to New York. Every non-Renaissance Center scene is a fucking New York City. I was just going, damn, it's like, I said, fuck this. It it just, like, threw me off. And then even the uplifting show, and and then uplifting shows, I just go, all right, I got into the Chrissy Teigen show about five episodes, and it took me a while to adjust. But and then rest of these things like the Dodo channel, NBC News, BBC News. I go, yeah, I'm for the serious channels too, which is why I still use Snapchat for Wall Street Journal and Washington Post. New York Times came along later, replacing Flipboard basically for the quick snippets of the headlines. But I just go, what, what, what? There's BBC, NBC Evening Report, ESPN, uh, Weather Channel. Uh, I just go. Why, why, why would I pay for this? And there's two payment options here, pay tier option, which is $5 with ads or $8 without ads. And I just go, why am I paying, which I personally go as a quality informative content with journal, actual journalism or something. I just go, why would I pay $5 with ads when I can't get the same shit on Snapchat? I'm sorry. I, 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 I want to pay. I, I love the Patreon side of concept of it, but I just go, no, no, like, this is so fucking ridiculous. This is half-baked. Like, none of these contents are fucking fantastic, to be honest. And then I started, there's a documentary, Fierce Queens, more animal stuff with Reese Witherspoon hosting it. I go, no, I, I, why would I pay for this? Like, I, I'm on a trial, but I just go, no. The browsing thing is like, they'll just, it, I, I just, I just can't. It's not good. Memory hole. Like, I don't know what the hell this is. I haven't seen it yet, but I just go, what's the appeal of watching this on a fucking phone specifically? And then the, one of the major complaints that people had is, hey, I can't cast this. I go, well, that defeats the purpose of the product Quibi itself. Otherwise, you, you got yourself a Roku right here. So content itself, I just go, this is a danky, dark, all these bunch of Hollywood producers, actors, actresses want to expand their drama range, I guess, on the on these platforms. I just go, I'm sorry, I just can't buy it. I go, Sophie Turner trying this, uh, Liam Hemsworth trying this, Christoph Waltz trying whatever. I just go, I don't care. I can't take this vanity. <laughs> That's the word that came through. And somebody, somebody on a YouTube comment said, "This is this Quibi is a blah 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 the founders' vanity project." Then I go, "Oh come on! Like I I, I don't want to I want I want to see the shows first before I really make a judgment call of that." Yeah, I do see I do see what these people are talking about. I I can't see where majority of the money is going. There is some powerhouse like founders and the executives on here you know meg whitman's the ceo the former ceo of ebay and then the hp 
uh, before the HP got split, and then she ran for the governor of California, although they went whatever, and then she was on the board of directors and the Goldman Sachs, yeah, yeah, all that. But then I just go, okay, simple technology with lots of editing done on the actual videos, and then I can clearly see there's some star powers on here, but the what these stars are actually providing aren't quality content, unfortunately. This is... This sucks. Like... <laughs> I don't want to pay for this. I really don't. How many uplifting uh, same stories are there? Celebrities showed up, and then they're all in the neighborhood. I guess is L.A. Like Chrissy's court. I just go all these cases. And I go. It's not like Judge Greg Mathis or Judge Judy doing it in New York or Chicago. I can clearly see that these are like all L.A. cases, whatever extras and friends of a friend that they hired to have these like cases. I go, okay, WWE, the fight like a girl content. I was like, that is a viewing angle and camera angle. It's way watchable um, compared to the flip, the Funny or Die production. But even the funnier, but I just go, what? What's the difference about this versus whatever they have on Netflix and other, you know, digital content they got out there? I just go, I don't see a huge appeal. Jennifer Lopez tells Ellen about her inspiring Quibi show, Thanks a Million. Alright, great. But I just go, what, what's so different about this? J-Lo just going around saying, hi, I'm J-Lo, here's $100,000. But how many inspiring stories do we need? I, I, I Thanks for the bailout, J-Lo, in this difficult financial times. <laughs> but I go, what? How am I supposed to relate to this? Like Midwest or something. And like the cases, Chrissy's Court got me five episodes to get into. I go, I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't see a single universal appeal across these shows, unlike the fucking Tiger King or some shit that just came out. I go, these really come off as like Hollywood Vanity Project. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, I did not, like, Agua Donkeys, it's a deadpan buddy comedy. How many losers are on here? I go, how many guy losers are on here? How is this relatable content? I don't understand. And I go, yeah, I just don't. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Yeah, I left in some moments here and there. I just go, yeah, okay. But I go, I, I, I don't care. I don't care about this funny or die. Flipped is a great show, but I cannot watch it in portrait. Andy Garcia and Eva Longoria show up. I go, holy fuck, I know where the money went in this show. <laughs> And Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine, along with Caitlin Olsen and Will Forte, and whatever high production thing they got going, I just go, "Wow, I see where the money went." But I just go, "Holy fuck!" As a as a, it really comes off as Hollywood vanity project. I go, "Where's Fox News?" <laughs> I'm not a conservative. I don't agree with any of that shit. But I just go, holy fuck, uh, find me an appeal. I wish that, like, maybe Fox Nation should have partnered up. If they partner up with ESPN to do this and WWE, like, I, there are a whole bunch of content creators who could come up here. And another thing is, because the content is so overbearingly boring and bland, I skip through a lot. I, I, I never scroll through so much. The, the, it's, I guess it's, it's sort of cannibalistic in a sense that because everything is seven minutes or less or ten minutes or less, even Dangerous Game, I just go, it, they release six episodes at a time. I, I notice in the very beginning, I go, that's about 42 minutes if I do my math right. 
which is about an hour long show. And I just go, that's a pilot episode, and that's an appeal. And I go, why do I need seven? Like, I if if it's really a seven minute bite at a time, I want action to jump faster and all that. But even Dangerous Game, yeah, there are a lot happening within those seven minutes. But in a way, I kind of go, I want things to kind of go pick up faster for some reason. Like each episode, oh, it's a cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. I just go, no, fuck that. I just go, I know where this is going. So I'm like, the cliffhanger is right, not really a cliffhanger at all. And then the flipped like okay it's just and then it really feels like a commercial break in between each one and i just go okay what's the difference between what why would i pay five five eight dollars a month even more i'm asking that even more and more and then since the content on here is not unique it's not it's not no it's not at all it's another bubbly vanity fucking project coming up if you told me it's like a snapchat creator or periscope creator coming on here for unique content that's like on Snapchat or something, uh, I just go, okay, I see an appeal. And this Quibi becomes a Patreon-like platform to pay those creators, trying to be the truly the new medium and then a medium content creator, content creating engine of it. Okay, I see it. But this is just... Another fifth, sixth option to ho- usual Hollywood folks and the Hollywood actors, actresses. And it failed to really take advantage of its appeal as a mobile-oriented media platform. That that shocks me even more. I just go, wow, WWE did a better job camera cutting than fucking Funny or Die. Or... <laughs> or... uh fucking BBC or some shit, whoever did all this, you know, I see CBS Paramount production on here too, I think that's who did the dangerous game, but I, I just go, I, I really don't see the appeal, everything is danky dark, everyone's trying so hard, it's so vain, it feels so Hollywood, I just go, yeah, there's some good technological ideas here, which I think other companies will easily snatch up, like aka Snapchat or IGTV, or I just go, I don't see it. I'm I'm paying attention longer watching Facebook watch shows, the Mormon love or some shit, or uh, versus time, you know, the Tom Brady, Steph Curry, six episodes that came out. Like, I'm actually sitting down watching that even more. Maybe they ran out of the content creators, you know, because there's a lot of exclusivity shit going on, you know, with the Twitch, Mixer, Facebook, wa- Facebook watch, and then the YouTube you know, you get the idea. Prime, Amazon Prime, and Netflix, and everything, and HBO, even. But I go, no, this. I want to give it a chance. Excuse me, <laughs> I'm about to cry. Um, I want to give it a chance. But holy fuck, like, I I never seen something with so much fanfare, and I I a lot of people are guarded and then skeptical. This would be an interesting experiment. There was no real experiment done. That is a sad part of this thing. I just go, if you really told me that there's a whole new way of watching things, like you just completely watched it on, they videoed it on iPhone and that resolution or something, I just go, okay, that would be an interesting creative angle. But I just go, no one took advantage of a portrait angle, really. 
It just you cropped it better, you zoomed in better. That's the appeal of it. The overlay credit showing up, I go, wow, that's interesting. You know, I rotate it and then it doesn't crop. But I think more and more I realize that it's like, oh no, it's just a simple editing done. So all this app is doing is just parsing it, you know, correctly. You know, I just go, this is not a hard technology at all. You just, although they did a good job quality wise, but I go, there's not much. There's not much use case to do. They need to do a better job browsing and all that. I'm sure they'll roll out. But I think there'll come a time that they come to, come, people are complaining that they can't cast some of these shows and all that. And I think that's what they'll end up moving to. And then I think this will eventually have to merge with something like fucking some Verizon or AOL, like the Yahoo acquisition. AT&T, if they want to borrow more money to buy this shit, or Amazon or Snapchat, somebody will snatch this up. I feel like with the connections and all that. This is this is really beats audio <laughs> of streaming. I just go fucking beats, but I go, yeah, this feels like beats audio. And then beats audio got better after it went to fucking Apple. Believe it or not. I, I can yeah, their hardware quality actually went up after it went to Apple. There I said it. This is this is Hollywood Vanity Project. billion that they raised. I understand it costs a lot of money to run this kind of venture. But I go, holy fuck. I think I know who kept all the money. And I, if I were working there, I could imagine the complaint that people have. Which I think they would... I I can sympathize and empathize the view. Unless you're really buying into this gimmick that's going on. Then, you know what? If you want to come to the show and argue with me or have a discussion with me, if you, <laughs> I'll be interested, especially as a technical program manager. I'm, I'm interested. I, I love streaming media. And then uh, this is the mobile app development and all that, you know. So that's that's my background. So I'm always interested in software quality and, and all that, blah, blah, blah. All that. I'm interested. If you work at Quibi and hearing this and want to talk to me or reach out, I, I'm open book. I'm very interested. I, I really want to. I, w- I really want something to wrestle with, or fucking what is that show? I, either Bruce, Bruce Pritchard or Conrad Thompson like podcast, the wrestling behind the scenes podcast, like years later or something. I'll be interested in learning this. You know, I I really am curious. But I go, holy crap! If I were working at Quibi, I think I know what to bitch about, which I won't talk about because I never talk about work on this thing. Anyways, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments or all that, send me an email a that show at outlook dot com a that show at outlook dot com. Uh, I don't have Twitter, Instagram. That goes with the show. So anyway, hope the quarantine's going well. Maybe I'm losing my sleep and mind a little bit more and more. I don't want to ramble on so much. But thanks for listening, and then we'll check back next week. Bye.